Well, let's start right away with Proverbs 1, 7. If you want to go ahead and put that up. Proverbs 1, 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And so I just wanted to start out right away just with that. You know, where does knowledge come from? We will put our kids in school for seven to eight hours a day, plus do all these extracurricular things, plus have them do homework to get knowledge because we feel like having knowledge is important. And then we will spend all this time trying to get them into the best colleges and have the best opportunities for them. And none of that is bad. None of that is wrong, except that if that is taking the place and is um, exalted above the fear of the Lord, knowing who God is, being able to have that as the foundation of our lives. That is so important. And so today I'm going to talk about why should we read the Bible? You know, the, the, there's several different reasons. Actually, I've got like seven different reasons why we should read the Bible. And the first one that I want to talk about is how it's our communication with God. You know, there's people all over just wanting a word from God. If I could just know what God's will is, if I could just have, you know, sometimes people will go to meetings like we had in Oklahoma, Winter Bible Seminar, and they're just like, man, if I could just get someone to lay hands on me and tell me what I need to do, then everything will be okay. But you know what? We have the Word of God with us all the time. It's available 24-7 to us, and it's called the Bible. And so that is God speaking to us. So if we need a word from God, you know where we can go? Directly to the Bible. We don't have to wait for a special meeting. We don't have to wait to talk with somebody. We can go directly to the word and he will communicate with us because he wants us to know his will. He wants us to have a relationship with him. He wants to be in communication with us because it's for his benefit. It's for our benefit, but it's for his benefit as well. Because then as we get to know him, as we get to uh, be knowledgeable of what he's doing, then we can effectively run our race and effectively do what he has for us to do. And we will walk in the power and in the might and in the demonstrations that he has for us to be walking in. And so all of this is available to us, and it's right in the Bible. So today I want to just stir you up to be excited to read the Bible, because that is where we're going to get our power. That's where we're going to get our strength and our stability is in the Word of God. Yes, we can listen to great ministers, but you know what? If they're saying something that goes against the Word, we need to know what the Word is so that we know what the truth is. It's it's not this great fun thing that we're hearing. It's what does the word say because that's where the power comes from. It comes from God backing what he said in his word. So let's look at 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17. We are communicating with God. He is communicating with us when we read his word. It is God speaking to us. 
So it says on verse 14, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, that from, uh, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which we would call the Bible today, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So we are going to understand our salvation by understanding the word of God, what God has done for us. All scripture, this is where I really want to go though, verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete thoroughly equipped for every good work. So the Bible is where we get that. We will get instruction. We will understand uh, truths from the Bible by reading the Bible. Uh, there are times where we're starting to get off. We, maybe the pressures of life begin to come at us and we begin to wonder, does God even care? Where do we get that changed? When we go to the Word and find out that God is love, that He loves us, that He's for us, that He's not against us, that He gave His life for us. That's how we change our thoughts when those things start coming at us. How do we correct ourselves? We go to what does the Word say? It's not not what your circumstance says. It's not what society says. It's not what you learned in school. It's not even what you were taught when you were growing up. It's what does the Bible say? And that's the bottom line. If the Bible says it, you've got all of heaven backing that. You have all of that power and might and ability of God to perform what his word says. And so let's look at 1 Thessalonians 2.13. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. So, you know, they keep, uh, there, there's this push in society to say that the Bible is just a book, that it is not God speaking to us, that it is a book just like any other book, that there's not anything powerful or different about it. But God right here says that it was inspired by God himself. That's what makes the Bible different from the other books that we read, is that this came from God himself for us. He is encouraging us. He is strengthening us. And it is effective when you believe it. When you trust what the word says, it, the Bible just said right here that it is effective. It will work for you. It will work in your life. So sometimes, like I said, you're looking for answers that are outside of the word. But when you have the Bible, you have the most spectacular way, form of God speaking to you. And it's never wrong. 
It's never messed up. It's never tainted by someone's doctrine or beliefs or, or anything like that. It's coming directly from God himself. And then he gives you a teacher, which is the Holy Spirit on the inside. And it says that that Holy Spirit will teach you all things. So not only do you have the word, but then you've got the Holy Spirit making that word alive to you. So if you've ever read the Bible and just thought, man, this is dry, you may need to change which book you're reading, because if you're reading Leviticus, I have to admit, it is dry. Now, there are some people that really get into Leviticus because they like all the numbers and they like to figure out, that is not me. But I do read it just because I feel like, okay, it's in the Bible, I'll read it. But the things that really pertain to our lives are definitely found in the New Testament, which is one of those reasons why we just keep reading over and over and over the New Testament with our youth. Because if they understand what the New Testament says, that was written for the church. That was written for us, for after Jesus came. That's the life that we are living right now. And so when we understand and, and see for ourselves what the Bible is saying, it causes us to be strong and stable, and it gives God an opportunity to speak directly to us. Reading the Bible also... Uh, allows our faith to grow. That's my second point. It, it's how we grow our faith. Let's look at Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you're like, oh, I don't know if I can believe that. How do you change that? You hear the word. You can hear it, like I said, through people. You can hear it by opening the word and reading it for yourselves, for, for taking specific scriptures that um, uh, pertain to a situation that you're in, and you just keep meditating on that. You keep thinking on it over and over. The more that you hear it, the more that you will believe it. You will grow in your faith as you hear the word of God. So let's look at Hebrews eleven six. This is another reason why it's important for us to have faith is that because without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we want to be diligently seeking him. A good way to diligently seek him is to read his word and it will produce faith and then it will please God. Let's look at uh, Hebrews 10, 38a, just that first part. Now the just shall live by faith. So where do you get that faith? From hearing the word, the word of God. So if we want to live by faith, the more that we keep putting that word in us, the more we're going to know how to live by faith every single day. We want to develop our knowledge of who God is so that our trust in him is strong and that we know that he is with us, that he is helping us. There's so many people that don't have that knowledge that God is for them. They don't know if God's just up there waiting to, you know, uh, yell at them, destroy things in their lives because they've done something wrong. 
But when you go and look at what the Word of God says, you know that He's a loving Father, that He's for us, that He has good things, that He desires good things for us, a future. He wants to give us a future and a hope. That's the God that we know. That's the God that we trust. Why do we have that knowledge? Because we found it in the Word. And because we saw it for ourselves in the word, then we were able to stand against the thoughts that would come and tell us otherwise. Because we're like, this is what the word says. It's not what Pastor Jim said. It's not what I said. It's not what your favorite preacher said. It's what did the word of God says. Because if you can see it for yourself, you can build your life on that foundation. That's a rock. That's a stability in your life. Another thing that the Bible gives us is wisdom. Uh, Romans 15, 4 says, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning. These things that we see even in the Old Testament, they were written for our learning. We can learn from other people's mistakes. We can learn from other people's uh, victories from the way that people interacted with God throughout the Bible. We can learn through that. And, through, and we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. You know, we can know that our end is positive. It's victory because we have read the scriptures, because we have seen David and Goliath and David won. And we saw the three children that were thrown in the fiery furnace and they came out and Jesus was in the midst with them. And we've seen Daniel being thrown into a lion's den and yet the mouths of the lions were stopped. Those things give us hope to know that I've never been thrown in a lion's den. Thank God. But that means that if God could stop a lion's mouth, he can help in my simpler situation. <laughs> you know, if, I, if we can think, oh, that's just so lofty. But when you put it into what your life is, when you look at how he can help you through what you're in today, it's not the same as what we've read in some of these other examples of victory in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. The fact that uh, Peter was able to walk on water because he listened to the Holy Spirit or to Jesus when Jesus said, come, and he came and he walked on water. The fact that uh, uh, we see people that were in one place at one time and then all of a sudden in a different place somewhere else. And, and we see that these kind of supernatural things are available because that's what the Bible says. Not because I'm making it up, not because I just think, hey, that would be a great movie. No, it's because it's in the Bible, it happened. And because the Bible says it happens, I believe it. And that belief and that faith and that trust in what the word of God says is what gives us a foundation. It gives us wisdom. The Bible was written for our instructions so we know what to do. So we understand what's going on. So we know what's right and what's wrong. Let's look at Psalm 119. I love this psalm. It is huge. There's a, I, I just, you know, you can dedicate one day to read it all, you know, your, your devotional time, because it's got 150 verses. It's the longest chapter in the Bible, but it is 
basically telling of the love that David had for reading the word how important that word was for him. And so tonight, again, I just want to stir up this hunger on the inside of us to read our Bible. It's more exciting than any kind of novel or any kind of comic book or any kind of uh, news article on your phone. I mean, the Bible has more impact in your life than any of those things. And so we want to stir up our, our desire and our love for it. So not as verse 97, says, oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. I'm telling you, that is one of, you know, if you put that in front of you, it's my meditation all the day. It requires discipline to have something, to have the word of God going on and stirring it up in your heart all day long. But yet, it's important because if that is what you believe is wisdom, and the beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord, then it is the word of God that we want to be meditating and reading and putting into us. Let's look at uh, 98. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. Isn't that just a beautiful thing? You have this wisdom because of the word of God. I have more understanding than all my teachers. Kids, we don't want to be uh, cocky about this, but if your teachers, their foundation is not a belief on who Jesus Christ is and what he has done for us, there are things that you have more understanding of than your teachers do. For God's testimonies are my meditation. Let's go to uh, verse 100. I understand more than the ancients because I keep your precepts. Because, you know, in David's time, there were people that lived before him that didn't follow after God, that didn't put their trust, that didn't live the way that God wanted them to live. And so David is saying that I understand more than they do because I'm putting it into practice. So all of us that are doers of the word will have understanding that goes beyond our years. Isn't that exciting? Let's look at verse 101. I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments, for you yourself have taught me. Isn't that amazing? God himself is teaching us when we read his word. How sweet are your words to my taste sweeter than honey to my mouth. Uh, through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I will hate every false way. The Bible will cause us to have wisdom. It will keep us uh, from falling into traps. It will keep us from doing things that will end up hurting us. As we trust that the word is true, and it is right, and we choose to fall in line with that word, it will cause us to have a victorious life. You know, there's a lot of times that we can see a scripture like that says, you know, not to worry. Let's just put that one out there because that's something that every single person, I think, pretty much does at some point. You have something that comes up, it makes you worried. And yet the Bible says to cast all our cares on him, for he cares for us. 
So here we have this opportunity to say, no, but I really think I need to worry because I can do so much better than God if I just make it go over and over and over in my head. If I just keep going, come on, what's happening? Now, if this happens, I would say this, but no, if that, then if it happens like this, though, then I would come back at it like from this angle. And then you get in this situation and none of that happens. <laughs> but you sure spent a lot of time worrying about it. <laughs> We can cut through the worry by just saying, Lord, I give this over to you. I trust that I'm going to have the right words to say, that you are giving me the right thing, that you are giving me wisdom in this situation, that I have knowledge, that I have creativity, whatever it is that you need. If you are trusting in him, you are allowing him, the Holy Spirit that is in you, to move and to work on your behalf. And so when we trust him, when we believe his word, when we say, you know what, God, I want to worry, but your word says not to, and you choose to not to worry, then what happens is you're agreeing with God and you are allowing that um, blessing that comes from agreeing with him uh, to be a part of your life. And you get to have peace. And we all want peace. But there's so many areas that we walk through daily that there are things in the Bible that says, okay, this is how you can react in this situation. What about walking in love? All these different things. What well, says, well, that's really, really hard. I agree. I, didn't, I totally agree. Not worrying, walking in love, having the joy of the Lord as your strength, all of those things are difficult. But you have the greater one on the inside of you. And if you're convinced that God said it, and he would help you do whatever he said in his word, then you know that you're able. You are able to do and to walk in the things that he has for you to do, not in your own strength, not in your own might, but in his power, because he has power. In fact, let's look at uh, Hebrews 4.12. I love this scripture. It says, For the word of God is living and powerful, isn't that amazing? No other book is living and powerful like the Word of God. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. This is such a powerful scripture. If you don't know what to do, and you can't tell what is God and what is your head and what is the devil, you go to the word. <laughs> what does the word say on it? Because if you can find that situation in the word, number one, he's going to lead you by peace. So if something is not peaceful in your heart, then you know that is not from God. And so he is lead that the word of God will show you. It will help us combat our thoughts. Was that thought from God? Well, if it's not peaceful, it was not from him. If it's something that's causing fear, it is not from him. If there's circumstances or ideas that are coming to mind or, or concepts that are being thrown at you and it goes against the word of God, you know, okay, that's not truth. 
You push that aside and you keep following after the word of God. But the word of God is what helps you to discern. Sometimes we're like, I, I can't tell. What should I do? What should I do? Well, what does the word say? What would love do? What would God have me do in this situation? And as we yield to him, he is powerful. He's able to turn things around. He's able to make things for our good. Oh, but I just, I'm not sure. How do you get from being not sure to being sure? You keep going and reading the word and say, you know, because it's living. It begins to put things on the inside of you and you're just like, I don't know why, but I think this is right. Well, of course, because it's the word of God, but, but you're like, I, I, you know, I, that's not how I would normally want to handle this situation, but the word says to handle it like this. And so I'm going to trust him. And the more you put that word on the inside of you, it will change the way you see your body. It will change the way you see when uh, something tries to attach itself to you and says that you're sick and you can't recover from this. How do you change that? You focus. What does the Bible say? Because if the Bible says it, you stand on that. And he is living and powerful in his word. He is going to cause that, whatever his word is, to come to pass in your life. And it's not one of these, well, you know, maybe he will, maybe he won't. If it's in the word, it is, he will. It's his, the promises of God are yes and amen. It's not he might, oh, he's going to do it for Pastor Jim because he's the pastor. No, it's that he will do, he is no respecter of persons. He will honor his word for each and every person that is in this room, that is listening um, right now online, or that's going to listen in the future. He is the God that honors his word. This is why we want to read his word. This is why we want to know his word. This is why it's exciting to uh, draw closer to him and know more about him. So he, when we understand what the word says, then we have confidence, then we have boldness, then we have assurance that God is going to do what he said that he would do in our lives. Another thing that happens, the um, more wisdom that we get, let's look at uh, Colossians 3.16. Let the word of, God, of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. You know, uh, we can encourage one another when we know the word. You know, there's a lot of people that just give uh, psych uh, psychology answers to uh, people when they come and ask them questions. You know, like, what, you know, what's man's wisdom on this? But when we go and give people God's wisdom on things, that's what's going to change them. That's what's going to change their life. That's what's going to help them not have anxiety, help them to overcome thoughts that are tormenting them. When they see what the truth of God's word is, that is what's going to give them the victory. Not just man's thoughts, 
not just man's understanding. Well, I think it should be like this. Why do you think it should be like this? Because when push comes to shove and people go home, if they don't have the why answered, the devil is right there to keep saying, but it's not for you, but it's not going to work. You're, you're just one of those, you're stuck with this problem. This is just the way you're going to be. You were made like this. You can't help it. All those different thoughts that the devil will try to uh, bind us and keep us bound. But the truth of God's word sets us free. That's what changes. It's alive. It's powerful. We don't have to be locked in depression. We don't have to be bound by fear. We don't have to go through day in and day out just frustrated and angry and, and just not knowing if there's a, a God or if there's hope or if there's peace that we can have. We have that because the Bible says so. How do we change our minds? How do we change those thoughts? We go to the word. So don't you see why it's so exciting to read the word? <laughs> and yet, there's so many people that think, oh, I just think that would be boring. It's not boring. It's not boring. <laughs> it's exciting to read the word because that's where your hope is. That's where your power comes from. That's where the light and the truth and the blessings of God are in the word. That's where God points us so that we can run our race and change our world. You know what? We can't change everybody, but there are people that God is purposefully bringing into our lives that he wants us to affect for his kingdom. And we do it not by our own mind, not by our might, not by our charisma <laughs> we do it in the strength and the knowledge of God's word because it's living and it's powerful and it's going to change people and it's going to set them free and it's going to deliver them from anything that's trying to bind them God is the God that showed us by the life of Jesus what he wanted here on earth he wanted the captives set free. He wanted those that were sick healed. He wanted those that died prematurely to be raised from the dead. That was his plan. That's the purpose that he has. And we have that in the word of God. And if we stand on what he said in his word, we can see it come to pass in our lives, in and through us today. Not just in Jesus' time, but today, because this is what the Word of God says. So, the, the Word of God will give us, number four, direction. Let's look at Psalm 119, 105. If you don't know what to do, you go to the Word of God. What do I do? He will begin to speak to your heart. Direction. Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He illuminates things for us. He makes it clear. He begins to show us on the inside. He gives us peace. This is the way to go. Well, God, we go before him. I have this option and number two option and number three option. Which option should I take? He will begin to speak to our hearts and give us a peace. You take this option. 
And as we read the word and as we spend time with him and we reflect on him, he will make it known to us. He will direct our path. God tells us to meditate on his word. Why? Because it changes the way we see things. It changes us from seeing ourselves as unable to being more than conquerors. So let's look at Joshua 1.8. This is such a turning point in uh, the children of Israel. Moses just died, and now Joshua is supposed to go and take Israel into the promised land and it was daunting can you imagine I can't imagine having someone like Moses and now you have to get up and speak after him you know that that would be a little intimidating but God encouraged him and told him he could do it he but he told him how this is how you do it the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it so how is he going to be successful he's going to be successful by meditating on the word by day and night putting that on the inside put stuff on your mirrors you know women we spend a lot of time in the bathroom so put scripture in your bathroom so that while you're you know doing your makeup and making your hair all pretty some of you don't have to spend as much time as others. I have to spend a lot of time in my bathroom. <laughs> and so, you know what? I have a lot of scriptures because I have a lot of time. <laughs> I can go through it and look at it and, and encourage myself in the Lord. Let's look at Psalm 119.97. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. We can spend all day on it. Romans 12, 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove uh, what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Here it goes again. How do you know the perfect will of God? You renew your mind to the word of God. So we meditate. Meditating on the word of God is how we renew our minds. And the word of God helps us to pray. Let's look at... Uh, John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. It doesn't get more clear than that. How can you get your prayers answered? You pray the word. What does the word say? If you can find a scripture for what you're believing for, you can know that that will come to pass in your life because that's what the Bible says. And so if the Bible says it, I can put my trust, my faith, my belief, my hope in that and know that he is going to cause it to come to pass. And then the last thing that I want to share on that is uh, when we meditate, when we read the word, we are blessed and stable. Isn't that just nice? You can be the stable one. Everybody around you is chaos, doesn't know up from down, doesn't know this or that, but you get to be the stable one. I've got the answers. Not that you're cocky about it because it's not in yourself, it's that you know the word of God. And the word of God is truth. It's the beginning of knowledge. And so let's look at uh, Psalm 1, 1 through 3. I love this scripture. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, 
This one is in my bathroom, just so you know. Nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. So we're shunning all these things that are bad for us. We're saying, that's not fun. These kind of things don't bring joy to my life because God says it's not good for me, so therefore I'm not going to do it because I want to do things God's way. And I'm going to delight in the word of God. And, and in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be, this is what we are. This is us, every single one of us. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Does that not sound good? That's amazing. That's for those that are meditating on the word of God, that are putting it into them, that are believing what God says about you more than what somebody else who's not even a Christian thinks about you. Who cares what they think? You've got the God of the heavens and the earth saying differently. So why believe them? Why get offended by it? What does that? It has no power over you. Not when you have the power of heaven and earth backing what God says about you. Kind of puts a little pep in your step. You said what? Oh, you're, you're not speaking on God's behalf. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's not how God sees me. And you hold your head high and you walk in power and might because you have the word of God and you know it in your heart and it gives you strength and stability and you say, this is what I believe, not because I just think I'm so great, but because God thinks I'm great. Because God said it, I'm going to believe it and I'm not going to listen to anything that differs from what his word says. And as we continue to take steps towards that, we uh, will become stronger and we will walk in the power and the strength and the might that we as Christians are meant to walk in. We will not be insecure and feeling like the world is against us. No, we are conquering the world because the Bible says so. That's who we are. We're conquering the workplace. We're conquering the schools. <laughs> we're, we're conquering our homes. We're putting stuff into our children and causing them to go and do great and mighty things because we've got the greater one and we've got his word and what he said will come to pass. So let's go with one more thing. Joshua 24, 15, the last part of it. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord telling you, you put the word of God into your children, they will serve the Lord. You just tell them about the word, there's not a stability there. You put the word into them, they will serve the Lord. They will run after the things of God when they see it clearly. And you know why? Because the word of God is living and powerful. It's living and powerful. It's different than any other book that they're going to uh, read. It's different than any movie they're going to watch. It's different than any video game that they can play. The word of God is living and powerful and will change them and will cause them to run the race that God has set before them. 
That's how you make a difference in your children. You put it into them. You know, one of the things that I, I hear over and over and over is, my children are not serving God. My children are not serving God. And I'm telling you that the answer to that, if they're still in your home, is put the word of God in them. Help them to see the truth. It, don't just tell them about the word of God. Let them see it for themselves. Because if they see it, they, it it's, it's a supernatural thing that's pulling on them. It's pulling on their spirit. It, the spirit of God is pulling on them to the truth. And so if we want to, our children to be different than what is around them, the difference that we make is by putting the word of God into them. That's what's going to make them stable. That's what's going to make them strong. That's what's going to make them live their life for God and not fall away to the right or to the left. That's what's going to make them bold in their classrooms when the teacher is telling them there is no God or, or that he, God didn't create the world. No, they saw it for themselves because in Genesis it said God created the heavens and the earth and they're convinced because the Bible says it. That's how they stand up against thoughts that are trying to come against what the word of God says. They know the word of God for themselves. And so I just encourage you today, you know, put that word into you. Put that, have an excitement to go after the Bible. You know, it's not something that you want to, you know, just, uh, you can't even find five minutes to do. The Bible says that as we meditate on it day and night, we become solid. We become planted. We're not tossed around by every circumstance and situation that is not uh, good in our lives. We can avoid a lot of drama just by knowing the word of God and standing on that word of God instead of what it looks like. As Christians, we're not moved by what we see. We're not moved by our feelings. We are moved on the fact that God is who he said he is, and he will do what he said he will do. And we stand, and we stand, and we stand, and we stand until that situation turns around. Because we're not moved. We're not moved by anything else. We are moved by his word, and we believe it, and then we're not going to settle for anything less. Until it happens, we don't quit. We just keep holding on and holding on because God's word is true, and he is backing it, and all of heaven is backing it. So if you don't know where to start, start in Matthew. Join with us. Join with our youth. It's exciting. We are going through the New Testament. Let's read it for ourselves and see what God says about us and what he has for us to do.